Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. What these players are doing for you know guaranteed money, uh, what is the incentive to practice? What is the incentive to go out there and earn it in the dirt? Um, you're just getting paid a lot of money up front and playing a few events and playing 54 holes. Tiger Woods on the uh, Live Golf Tour, obviously not a fan of Live, although Donald Trump, who's under some duress these days, uh, with that uh, January 6th congressional hearing going on, Donald Trump apparently has a lot of time for Live, and uh, he's got two Live tournaments coming up on golf courses Donald Trump owns, plus he's urging PGA Tour players to defect to the Live Tour saying essentially get the money while it's there for you. And uh, Live is sponsored and funded by Saudi Arabia. And here's how the story starts to develop. All of the 9-11 hijackers were Saudi, of course. And uh, there's a group of uh, family members of victims of 9-11 called 9-11 Justice Group. They are calling on Donald Trump to cancel the Live tournaments on his properties. They write in part, It is difficult for us to fully express the extreme pain frustration and anger this upcoming tournament, the first one, at Bedminster is causing our community. It is incomprehensible to us that a former president of the United States would cast our loved ones aside for personal financial gain. That's from families of 9-11 victims. All right, let's talk about this. Uh, Maureen Basnicki joins us. Uh, Ms. Basnicki lost her husband, Ken, at the World Trade Center on 9-11. She's actively engaged in representing families of victims of terrorism and initiated the National Day of Service each September the 11th across this country. How are you, Maureen? <laughs> Other than having a terrible summer cold, I'm uh, okay, Roy. Thank you. Well, I hope you get over that. Whenever people get a cold these days, it's, uh-oh. But uh, colds still exist. Yes, and I tested negatively for COVID, so. Good, good. (laughs) That's the good news. Yeah. What do you make of, um, I mean, how do you respond? What's your reaction to the former president of the United States allowing two of his golf courses to be used for live tournaments, and the 9-11 Justice Committee says, wait a minute, uh, this tournament, this series, is sponsored and paid for by the Saudis, and it's an extreme insult to the families and of the 9-11 victims. Well, how do you respond to this? I think it's a very good example of sports watching. And that was a new word in my vocabulary. I don't know that it's been around very long. But uh, it seems that uh, the live tournament has nothing to do with sports and everything to do with Saudi Arabia trying to wash away its terrible reputation. I uh, I agree with the, the families. Um, I think uh, it's blood money, and uh, uh, those who uh, have opposed uh, live are are indeed the uh, players who are showing that they value accountability, truth, and justice. Uh, you know, there's a a court case. Um, that's trying to proceed in in the U.S., uh, suing, suing Saudi Arabia, as a matter of fact. And Trump himself has assigned blame to the Saudi government for the 9-11 attacks. So how is it that he can turn around and uh, 
try to financially uh, prosper from um, a sport that you love, <laughs> Roy, that, that I love, that all of us love. But um, it, 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 it comes down to uh, how much money does it take mm-hmm. uh, when you don't care about uh, murder or, or human rights. Yeah, I wonder, Maureen, after reading the, uh, the quote from the 9-11 Justice Committee and their deep concerns, and expressed very well, I thought, do the families of uh, 9-11 uh, victims, um, do you still have the ears, the ear of politicians and governments, or is it just some governments? Uh, how, how attentive are governments, including our own, to, to the, um, the objectives and uh, the, the needs of uh, 9-11 families? Oh, thank you for asking that question, Roy. Um, of course, it, uh, <laughs> it varies on the country. Um, and in my case, I'm a cross-border victim, uh, and I concentrate my efforts in, in Canada because it was my Canadian husband, kill, uh, Ken, that was killed that day. Um, currently, um, victims are very, very frustrated. Uh, I certainly am in uh, Canada, and uh, with our current government, um, they have not uh, engaged me at all since taking power, and uh, have not recognized my concerns about uh, victims of terrorism. Uh, in the states, you have uh, <laughs> President Biden, who just recently went to uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, uh, for the purposes of, of, of gas, I, I imagine, uh, of the Saudi oils, um, you know, um, with the uh, pandemic and, and uh, uh, with the war in Ukraine, uh, the need for oil is greater than ever. But these are all issues that, that take away from um, the, uh, the factors that contributed to, to, to terrorism and our justice and our, our uh, accountability. And no, governments aren't listening, and victims feel that they were victimized by horrific crimes, but they continue to be victimized by politics and by governments of the day. What I know about you and what I know about some of the other family members of people who died at at uh, the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001, is that you are very committed to standing with other victims of terrorism and victims of crime, and you've really made that a mission, and and uh, and you've done this uh, consistently and and insistently. But again, I just found I'm just thinking there seems to be a just a diminishing response from from governments. And uh, I'm just thinking also of, of your National Day of Service, which you have been promoting for some some years, Maureen, on September the 11th. You've had buy-in from the Ford government in Ontario, far more so than you've had from the federal government. <laughs> yes, thankfully I have. You know, um, under the Harper government on the 10th anniversary of September the 11th, um, a National Day of Service uh, was legislated uh, through the Senate at that time and with tremendous help from uh, a few senators, uh, Senator Pamela Wall being one of them. Uh, but it was seen that uh, 
our current Prime Minister Trudeau doesn't like to get excited about uh, Harper Initiative days, and in fact, he's had his own uh, days. I think of Nat- National Day Reconciliation to be a, uh, for Indigenous people to be a perfect example. Um, these days are, are just you know days on the calendar that um, that he tends to not. Uh, really a mark in a, an appropriate way. way. Um, he does make a statement, but that's it. He did call in a, uh, an election on September the 11th. Yes, I so remember. Fast that, forward yeah. to, um, to the Ford government. Um, uh, Senator, uh, excuse me, MPP Lauren Cole um, recognized uh, at the 20th uh, anniversary of 9-11 last year that perhaps Canada could do more to recognize what was indeed a global event. There's uh, uh, only a few events that ex- that have affected the globe. Most, most recently, uh, 9/11, uh, the pandemic, and, and now the uh, um, the war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can never forget what happened on that day. But I uh, I was determined to. Um, have my own country, Canada, remember it. And uh, why? Because just post 9-11, um, former Prime Minister Kretchen, he commented, commented when there was an outcry to have a memorial that uh, these things happen from time to time, and I see no reason to mark that occasion. I remember him saying that. Yes. And then, you know, Roy, I was a flight attendant to visually see the airplanes going into the buildings. Um, it just did not sit well <laughs> with me. I'd like to get rid of that image. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted our youth uh, to go up learning about uh, the events of 9-11, but uh, turn it around so that they can celebrate the Canadian reaction and recognize that 9-11 was an attack on our values. It, uh, that's the most important thing, our democracy, our values. And, um, you know, our students have to do so many hours of community service, so how wonderful it is to um, recognize service to your country and recognize service to your community and have our students learn about the events and be proud of the Canadian reaction. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely so, and and for to young for young people to become engaged with their country, with their society, and try to build positively forward. That's what the uh, National Day of Service is about. I remember the first one. We talked about it on the air then. Um, Maureen, there's so much going on, so many moving parts here, and you've constantly been trying to improve the reality for victims of mass terror and victims of serious crime, and that's where the focus has to be. But let me just ask you this. When you see certain developments happen in the world, like the Taliban reassuming control of Afghanistan, which is it was the training ground for these terrorists for 9-11, when you see these things taking place, where um, uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who was caught in Pakistan in 2003, I believe he's still on trial, is he not? Is he still on trial, Maureen? Hey, Maureen? Yes, he is. So he's still he's still on trial. So this is, so he's, he was caught in 2003, and the right. Taliban are, have taken over uh, Afghanistan again. How does all of this impact you? 
Oh, it's it's very frustrating, and um, <laughs> you talk about justice, that elusive word for victims of terrorism, for most victims of terrorism, but certainly the 9-11 families, uh, their uh, event happened more than 20 years ago, and, and we're still waiting yeah. for, for justice. A lot of terror victims, sadly, because the perpetrators are dead, uh, don't see... Uh, the necessary just, justice for their healing process. And it, it, it's a horrible feeling. You want accountability. You want justice. Uh, you don't want this to ever happen again, so you do everything possible to prevent it. Uh, we share the same uh, goals as many uh, victims of violent crime, but um, it, it is different from j- traditional crime. And uh, we, we talk about rights. And, and I, I always try to bring it back home to my own country because, after all, I'm a proud Canadian. And rather than just criticizing other countries, I want to look in my own backyard and, and make it better here. And uh, currently, I have no rights as a victim of terrorism in, in Canada. Uh, the Victims' Bill of Rights, which um, I uh, was part of the driving force behind that, doesn't include cross-border victims. So perpetrators or terrorists can commit their crime outside the country, and, and they have rights. And I'd like to bring up that uh, that terrorist by the name of, or self-confessed terrorist by the name of Omar Qadar. His rights are violated, um, and he got a $10.5 million award. That's fine. Victims don't want to take, well, it isn't fine, but nevertheless, <laughs> victims don't want to take away rights. From anybody they don't want to take rights away from the accused but they themselves want rights bring back the balance we don't have even a, an ombudsman in uh, Canada a federal ombudsman for victims of crime it's been over nine months now since Heidi Illingworth uh, departed uh, she filled the role uh, after almost a year that it was left vacant so there's nobody to represent uh, victims, and especially victims of, of nas- national uh, crimes, and I'm talking about not just uh, terrorism, but uh, the Nova Scotia massacre, yes. for instance. Yes. Um, you know, before that, the, the van attack, the Danforth shooting. We don't have a national office that will deal uh, with victims at, at this level, and we should because provinces are not equipped to deal with it. No, this should have been a priority for the federal government. Absolutely. Now, so what will happen then in New York, September 8 and 9 of this year, at the UN Global Congress of Victims of Terrorism? Is, is there actually concrete action going to come out of this? Well, I hope so. We all know how <laughs> that it takes the UN a very long time. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm optimistic. The, they are trying to advance the rights and needs of victims of terrorism. And they claim, and I agree, that uh, terrorism remains a significant threat to international peace and security. And that, that the society has to recognize that these cause lasting trauma and damage to the families involved, as well as the local communities and society as a whole. Yeah. So uh, it's not a subject matter that's going away. 
um, there there's more emphasis on, on on mass shootings right now, but a lot of them are are connected. Right. You know, yes. Yeah. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.